0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey, let's bring in Larry Hackett, our ABC Entertainment buddy. Uh, You can check out Larry's podcast, The Entertainment Brothers, heard on iHeartRadio. Larry, you'll be shocked to hear that Michael is outraged. I tell you, outraged over this uh, Tony Awards story and they who is a singular person, I'll let you and Michael have at it. Go for it, Larry.
2: Yes, shocked, shocked I am. Shocked, shocked that he would react this way. Um, well, the uh, let's give you some of the facts. So this person's name, hang on a second, uh, is a principal performer in Juliet. Uh, their name is Justin David Sullivan, and they have opted to um, stay out of the Tonys because the Tonys, of course, have men and women categories, and they don't believe that that's what should be done here, and uh, they've opted out of this. This person, uh, Justin was probably, um, well, a nominee for potential nominee for sure and potential winner. Um, This is going on in a lot of different award shows. Book awards don't uh, award by gender. Both the Grammys and the Brit Awards, which are music awards, uh, no longer have uh, gender-defined awards. So, Michael, I think you might be on the wrong side of history here.
3: No, no, no. I want to be clear about this, though. I don't care. No, I want to be clear here. I don't care what this guy wants to be or they, it, whatever they call themselves. that Person. Uh, that, 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 that's immaterial to me. You can be whoever you want to be. What drives me crazy is that the Broadway League puts out a press release saying that, oh, well, now we must reconsider our categories. I can tell you for a fact, Larry, that every Broadway producer out there thinks this is nonsense. But because they've been bludgeoned by the politically correct left and the New York Times to have to say and put out the right thing, and now they're going to have a committee to meet about this, to discuss this when they don't care because what they're trying to do is sell tickets when they're not really selling that many tickets. And by the way, if they want to address the issue of what's the problem with their ticket sales is they got so fat and so greedy over the years when they were charging people Five, six, seven hundred, eight hundred bucks to see a show and then COVID hit and they cannot figure out how to get back on. Well I can tell you how to get back on. Reduce the ticket prices so regular people can come to see your shows. That's what you should be having meetings about, not about nine non-binary people deciding whether or not they want a Tony
2: Award. But this is what gets attention and you put your finger right on the issue here, which is that I think when you point to the Grammys and you point to book awards, what are how why are they different? from let's say the Oscars and the Tonys and the reason is what you just said the Oscars and the Tonys are award shows masking as award shows but they're really marketing tools they are really there to sell tickets for the movie or the theater they're really not about the performance and the fact of the matter is as you point out whether it's the studios in Hollywood or the producers on Broadway what they really want to do and the reason they're resistant to these changes is because if you have male and female categories you have more awards and you have more opportunities to promote your movie that's what's going on here and that's the difficulty they're facing obviously both organizations whether it's Hollywood in total or the Broadway are very sensitive to these changes in the culture and I think this is a, a real tricky spot that people like the Grammys and book awards have managed to figure out because those awards are not as dependent on selling books or selling records anymore
1: So, Larry, can you foresee the day when it's no longer best actor, best actress for the Oscars, it's just best uh, best performer? Well, I'll tell you a story.
2: My daughter is 24 years old, and we were watching the Oscars probably 10 or 12 years ago. And she said to me, why do they give awards to men and women? And I confess I'd never thought of it before. My point being that younger generations really don't think in these terms, and they find the whole distinction in awards shows bizarre. So, yes, I do. I don't know. Frankly, you know, greater minds than mine will have to figure this out, just like greater minds than mine are trying to figure out what to do with individual sporting competitions when you're involving transgender people and transgender athletes. It's easier with team sports than it is with individual sports. But I think, inexorably, we're heading in that direction that we're going to do.
3: But, Larry, just to go, to go back to the economics, and you can sort of spread this yeah. across the board with sports, too, but, I mean... I came to New York as a kid who loved the theater. You could see a Broadway show at a reasonable price. They just got so, so greedy in my mind, and the sports franchises, too, to charge people to go to a baseball game or a Broadway show of four, five, six hundred dollars. There's a reckoning, and it's happening right now.
2: Well, there is a reckoning, and I would just distinguish between sports and Broadway. A Broadway flop is a Broadway flop, and people will not go. And the reason they charge—you, I mean, you would agree to this, I think—one of the reasons they charge such high ticket prices for hits is because it helps to make up for the bad shows. When you look at the Garden, the Knicks haven't been—the Knicks haven't been, you know, threatening to win a championship in the thirty odd years, right? Nevertheless, the ticket prices go up and up. Why? Because the Dolans can charge those ticket prices because people want to go see a Nick game, irrespective of how. You know, good the team is. So there's a bit of a distinction there, but I think you're absolutely right. And it's getting out of control. You know, it's interesting. We're talking about this on the day after they stopped producing the 747 crazy connection, you might argue. But the 747 in the mid 60s changed airline travel and made it basically available to the proletariat. And it changed the economics of how people flew and what what flying meant. Maybe something similar ought to happen on Broadway or uh, or in the garden. Fat chance, but we can pray. <laughs>
1: hey, Larry, thirty seconds. Alec Baldwin, go. Alec Baldwin, look.
2: I read the complaint. I think it's going to be. A, I still think it's going to be tough to convict him here. Some several things that he needs to do, and we talked about this on our podcast. Number one, he needs to hire a local attorney. Nobody knows better the judges, the jury. Yeah. I'm not saying that in a kind of like, suspicious, suspicious way, but you need local attorneys on the ground. If he shows up with the Hollywood crew and, and big-powered attorneys, it's going to sit badly with the locals, and I think that's going to be getting off on the wrong foot. Local attorney, local attorney, local attorney.
1: Larry Hackett, ABC Entertainment contributor, his podcast, The Entertainment Brothers, can be heard on iHeartRadio. Thanks, Larry. Interesting stuff. Appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. Bye, Bye-bye. Hey, coming up next, another day, hey, we have some more line George Santos nonsense, the story that never gets old. Appropriate enough on Groundhog Day, we'll bring you up to date next.